MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome into the Lombardi Line. I am Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa on a Wednesday, this 23rd day of June, the day after. The day after one of the wildest, wackiest, and weirdest finishes one will ever see in the NBA. A final uh, two minutes, West that took 33 minutes mm-hmm. in real time. It was over, and then it wasn't, and then finally it was under. 104 to 103, the final. The Phoenix Suns get the win. The Clippers get the cover. And for the third straight time in the NBA playoffs, the Clippers are out to an 0-2 start. And now the famous saying, Suns and four, is still alive. Yeah, it is. I guess maybe if you go by what we've seen so far in these 2021 NBA playoffs, Clippers got them right where they want them, right? right. Uh, (laughs) But I'm not convinced that's the case necessarily here in these West Finals. And you mentioned how long that game took last night. First 
first of all, I hope this Scott Foster-led crew doesn't get another game in the NBA playoffs. It, it, it was absolutely insane how long this took. Everything was reviewed. And, you know, sometimes human error is okay on, on a call here. It was when that ball went out that technically went out on Devin Booker. It was kind of like those spirit of the rule type of things, Brady, where the ball went to the Clippers and then Paul George uh, playoff P went punchline P missed both foul shots late. Phoenix was able to get the ball. It was 103 to 102. And then of course, what we saw that last second alley-oop from Jay Crowder just barely missed the backboard. I mean, that was inches away from hitting the backboard and then the Clippers. And then we're talking about a different series all tied at one, but it just cleared the backboard. Deandre Ayton, Johnny on the spot. Not sure why Zubach was that far away from the basket. It's kind of like, dude, if he's going to hit a jumper, let him hit a jumper. You know, you know, that's the worst thing you want is a tip or a dunk, and that's exactly what they got. And Phoenix now has nine straight playoff wins, longest streak in the history of that franchise. So 2 nothing going back to Staples. And your series price now shifts to minus 1,000 on the Phoenix Suns. The take back on the Los Angeles Clippers is plus 650. Game three shifts to Los Angeles on Thursday, and the early line was Phoenix favored by one with a total of 218 and a half. And now we're seeing Pickham in the market. And I'm also seeing one shop that has the Los Angeles Clippers favored by a point. Now, it's really interesting going off of this game two finish, Wes. We don't often see stuff like this. Mm -hmm. But you go back in sports, and a lot of times we will use the last game to figure out how a team is going to react in the next game. Appalachian State beats Michigan. You're expecting a letdown. Colin Morikawa wins the PGA Championship. He goes into the next major. There's a letdown. Do you have any initial thoughts on how game two is going to help us handicap game three? I I really do not because it did kind of play out a little bit of the way I thought it was going to when we talked about this game yesterday. Game goes easily under the total. Now, you had to be team no OT and hope that it didn't go overtime and it was perilously close. Uh, Thank God for Paul George missing both those foul shots to keep it a one-point game. But look at what we saw last night. Paul George did have 26, didn't hit a three until the fourth quarter. He was one of eight from three. He gave you 26. Reggie Jackson gave you 19. You actually got 14 and 11 from Zubach. But like I say, and when we get to the prop segments, you don't know which players now are going to produce for the Clippers night in and night out. One night it might be Marcus Morris. One night it might be Terrence Mann. Remember just two games ago, he had 39 in that series clinching win over Utah comes off the bench only has eight points in 19 minutes. Luke Kennard has 10. So you don't really know from that perspective. And then Devin Booker. Now Devin Booker did get hit on the nose and had that bandage on his nose. So he left the game for a few minutes, but he still went 41 minutes. And we were sitting right here for this program yesterday. And when we sit in our studio, our VSIN studio here at the South Point, we have a lot of television monitors and we see some shows on various other networks and kind of the, uh, the bar at the bottom of the screen was like, is Devin Booker the next Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And we get that overreaction. And look, Devin Booker is great. He's going to be an all-star player, I think, for many years to come. But 5 of 16 last night, only 20 points. And the guy that we thought was going to step up big, aside from Cameron Payne, was DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. 24 and 14. DeAndre Ayton, I think, is the one consistent thing in this series. And that's why I think Phoenix is really in the catbird seat. Because the Lakers have no answer. Or, excuse me, the Clippers, rather, have no answer for DeAndre Ayton. They have nobody down 
down low. Zubach can't guard him. He gets eaten alive in the pick and roll. DeMarcus Cousins just isn't mobile enough. This is where they really miss Serge Ibaka. So DeAndre Ayton, you got to think, those points and rebounds props, now they're going to increase game by game. But once again, got there very easily last night, 24 and 14. I think the, the total on that, I believe, was like 25 and a half when we were talking about it combined. And he gets 38. So that's that's really the quandary for the Clippers is they don't have anybody to stop him down low when you have a game like Devin Booker had last night where he just couldn't get going. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I like to do a little bit. When you look at like the national media refrain, more often than not, and this especially works in the NFL, but it works in other sports too. Go against that media refrain because all morning I saw is Devin Booker, the next Kobe Bryant. It's like, slow down. <laughs> slow down a little bit here. You're talking about one of the 10 all-time greats in the history of basketball. So maybe don't put the cart before the horse here. So Devin Booker, of course, has a down game. But but gets there enough, 104 to 103. I don't think the Clippers are getting swept here. I think that they have too many shot makers and they're just going to have that night where they make shots. But they're not in a very good way right now. I'm not rushing to jump in on that series price. Well, you talk about the player prop market, and we did pretty well on the show on Tuesday. We felt Devin Booker would have a letdown, and after that uh, triple-double where he scored 40 points, and his posted number as far as a point total was like 30 or 31 mm-hmm. and a half. He went and, under across the board, rebounds, assists, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, you were on DeAndre Ayton on the over. The only one we missed on was I thought Paul George would go over on his point total as well because he has to carry such a, a load for that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stayed under by about four points. But anyway, you talk about you think the Clippers can get a game here if you were going to dive into the exact result of the series market. Suns and four, that is plus 260. Suns and five is the favorite at two to one. Suns and six is at plus 450. Suns and seven at plus 550. Now the Clippers win this series four to two. That's the biggest long shot at 20 to one and the Clippers in seven at 10 to one. Is there anything that looks attractive there to you? I mean, if you think it's, if you think the Clippers are going to get one, is two to one juicy enough for you? Well, one of the things you got to look at is Chris Paul. They do expect him back for game three, at least. That has not been confirmed or anything, but just by the nature of the schedule and the timeline in terms of being in the COVID-19 protocol, you would expect that he would likely be back at least for game three or game four in Staples Center. But like I said, I do think the Clippers are going to get one, but they may get two as well because all of a sudden, let's say it's three to one. Let's say Phoenix gets one game in Los Angeles and then they have game five at home. That's the pressure spot for the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. And this is not a team that has a lot of, even though they have two series this so far in 2021, this is not a team that has a lot of, uh, a lot of experience in that situation, even though Chris Paul, I think kind of helps mitigate that disadvantage, but all of a sudden the expectations and the pressure is on them. Clippers backs against the wall, but they're on the road. So maybe you see the Clippers take game five and then Phoenix could go ahead and wrap it in six. So if I was looking at that correct score prop that you see on the screen at BetMGM, Suns 4-2 plus 450. I might want a little more bang for my buck there and go with Suns and six. 
Well, Chris Paul returning in game three, if he does, is huge because you you would definitely look towards the Clippers, I think, in that first game back at home without their leader on the floor. But if he is there for Phoenix, I I do believe that uh, Suns and four is still alive. We will see. Game one tonight between the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee, 5.30 Pacific time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern for the tip. And to win the series, Milwaukee remains a minus 500 favorite the take back on Atlanta is plus 375 and for the game tonight we've seen this line move a little bit Milwaukee opened up as an eight point favorite got down to seven when we were on this program on Tuesday ticked back up to seven and a half this morning and now back to eight eight point favorites are the Milwaukee Bucks just about painted across the entire screen here Wes and 226 pretty much the consensus total but here at BetMGM 225 and a half it keeps rising a little bit. I think part of that, too, is that Atlanta might be a little bit short-handed. A couple guys questionable. Cameron Reddish with that Achilles. Bogdan Bogdanovich with the knee issue. Both listed as questionable tonight because this, I think, was seven. Some seven and a halves when we were talking about this game yesterday on this program. Now we're starting to see some eight and a halves in the market. Mostly still eight across the board, including here at BetMGM. So, look, what I was saying yesterday I think that this is the Bucks' spot, and I think that they're going to win this series. That said, eight and a half's getting a little rich, I think, here for game one, because you've got Atlanta that is essentially like the, I guess, the Montreal Canadiens of the NBA playoffs. Nobody really expected them to be here, and now they're here, and they're playing with house money. So I think Atlanta is going to be a little bit more of the loosey-goosey team early on, because now Milwaukee, as I mentioned yesterday, it's all set up for them. You've got Philadelphia gone. You've got Brooklyn gone. Boston never materialized. All the teams that we thought were going to be like the Eastern Conference contenders this year, all of them are gone except for Milwaukee. It's, you know, it's kind of on their racket, so to speak, right now to go ahead and finally get over the hump. They've gone through the pain of having the disappointing eliminations the last two seasons. So it's like all right there for them. But when it's all right there for you, it's kind of like with the Vegas Golden Knights. It's like you just slayed Colorado. You took out your biggest foe. So you're a series win over the Canadians away from getting in the Stanley Cup finals. And then when it's all right there for you, I don't know if it's a sense of complacency, Brady, that's probably an unfair description, but you kind of get that little comfort of like, okay, now all we got to do is just get through this. And then you kind of overlook it a little bit. And I think maybe that could happen for Milwaukee. I think they're going to win the series. Uh, I, I wouldn't be betting the Hawks necessarily on the series price or any of these exact margins that you see on your screen from BetMGM. But I think eight and a half is getting a little rich for game one. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I believe it was on Tuesday that we looked at this correct score of the series. You know, Milwaukee and four, if they're going to sweep this, that's at four to one. Bucks and five plus two. 30. I believe you said you were interested in possibly going two directions here and taking possibly two bets, Bucks in five or Bucks in six. Yeah. Bucks in five plus 230, Bucks in six at plus 350. Six kind of seems right, and it's to your point that, hey, let's not completely count out Atlanta just yet. Right. Just like, hey, let's not completely count out the Montreal Canadiens, who, by the way, lead that series three games to two.
Yeah, and uh, I know John Von Tobel was on earlier, I believe, on Follow the Money here on VEASAN, and he likes bucks in a sweep or a bucks in five, so we'll be talking to him at the top of the next hour here on the Lombardi line to kind of get his thoughts of why he likes the sweep. I know he runs all the numbers and, and all of that stuff, offensive rating in terms of per possessions, and really gets a little bit more knee-deep into the numbers and to the analytics, but I do think Atlanta, I think there's some things that kind of are almost not able to be handicapped and that's motivation and that's psychology. And that's kind of the toughest thing to handicap. Uh, now it's a little bit concerning that Atlanta's is maybe going to be short on depth. You would like to see these guys certainly upgraded to probable so that they have all hands on deck because they do have a big task here considering they're $4 underdogs in the series, but eight and a half tonight, that is certainly where I'm leaning. I'm kind of waiting to see where that number goes, but more than likely, I'm going to be on the Hawks side for sure. How about this one? If, uh, you know, some people out there, of course, Jonathan Von Tobel included, are saying Bucks and four, you can bet over four and a half games. Apparently, the odds makers don't think it'll be a sweep. Over mm-hmm. four and a half games is minus 450. Yeah, yeah, that's why the sweep, I believe I saw $4 flash across Correct. the screen yeah, there. Correct, yeah, four so, to one. So I can understand that, but... I just think that that's so hard for a Milwaukee team that has been so erratic. So then that's probably when it's going to happen, right? It's like they've looked so up and down and like, hey, these guys should have been eliminated two or three times already, and they're still here. So maybe it's like all of a sudden water finds its level, and all of a sudden they look like the best team in the Eastern Conference remaining. So, But I just look at this team, and I look at kind of how they play sometimes. I look at the fact that, Giannis sometimes falls in love if he hits that first three you know he's going to take a few more and he's probably going to miss them like he did a couple times in in that series against the Brooklyn Nets and now they finally figured out okay let's put Giannis at center against the Nets Uh, we'll see if they do that here against Atlanta in this series but Drew Holiday really didn't have a very good series until he really needed to have one, which was in game seven when all of a sudden he was making clutch shots down the stretch. So you've just had so many different variables with Milwaukee. And then I think when you come off beating the super team, so to speak, when you beat the big three, even though there were injuries to two of those three in that series, it's like when you beat them, it's like this is the team everybody thought was going to win. And now we dispatch to them, you know, give us our love here. And then maybe you kind of focus a little bit on that. It's like, where's our respect? Atlanta is really the disrespected team because you got Charles Barkley, and I love Sir Charles, but he's on there saying Milwaukee sweep. So when Charles is going to zig more often than not, I'm going to want to zag. I mean, that's just the way it is. I know that that's pretty simplistic and, and obvious there, but that's kind of the way I feel because I think that that's like the media consensus that I like to play against that narrative of, okay, now this is easy peasy. This is gravy trade now for Milwaukee. Not going to be as easy as people think, I don't believe. Not so fast, my friend. Uh, how about the odds to win the NBA Finals? The Bucks are the favorite at plus 110. The Phoenix Suns, the next choice at plus 125. The Clippers at 14 to 1, and the Atlanta Hawks at 12 to 1. Obviously, it looks like a Bucks Suns matchup mm-hmm. there, according to the odds. Would you be interested in playing any of these? No, I would not at this standpoint. I think that it looks like Milwaukee, Phoenix, and 
I look, you gotta love, I love what that Phoenix, series, wouldn't you? I would too, and you gotta really like Phoenix's shot here because look, they're up 2-0 on the Clippers. I know they don't have Kawhi, but without your leader, Chris Paul, that shows that his influence has been good on them when they can win without him. All right, we talked about the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. We will discuss that further. They have game six coming up in Canada on Thursday night. This is the Lombardi line, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The Stanley Cup playoffs continued on Tuesday night right here in Las Vegas. Game 5 between the Montreal Canadiens and the Vegas Golden Knights at the Fortress. And Vegas looked pretty good to start this game, West, They were pounded the net. They had some chances. And then Montreal got loose on a breakaway, got out to a one to nothing lead. And I tell you what, it was pretty much over from there. 4-1 to one your final. The Canadians take a 3-2 series lead back home where they will have a chance to close this series out and advance to the Stanley Cup Finals on Thursday night. The game was headed for under the total, which was five, until Montreal got an empty netter with just over a minute left in the contest, and it lands on a push. But I tell you what, Wes, if you go back in this series, game one, the Vegas Golden Knights won game one. Mm-hmm. After that, this has been all Montreal. It has, and one of the reasons why is because Vegas just isn't creating a lot of chances in terms of those what they call high-danger chances. I think only about 50% of the shots, this is for natural stat trick, which uh, goes ahead and really gets more deep into the hockey analytics, and about 50% of their chances are high-danger chances. That is, that is not great. Now, I did think VGK what, you know, came out very well in the first period, and then they kind of got figured out down the stretch. The expected goals went down. If you look at the third period, only .45 expected goals for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, look, Carey Price made some big saves. I ended up on the plus uh, a puck and a half here on the Montreal Canadiens. I just thought this has, if Vegas wins like 3-2 or maybe even 2-1 yet again, all over it. And they, they, they've been getting outplayed by and large. If you look at the numbers here, this is not a fluke. This is not, because some of these series, when you look at the, at the Stanley Cup playoffs, you can kind of attribute a little bit to what they call puck luck. That's kind of not quantifiable. This has not been puck luck here. This has been the Montreal Canadiens absolutely outplaying the Vegas Golden Knights. They did go back to Marc-Andre Fleury. And look, it's it's one of those things. And now Pete DeBoer is being called into question. It's like, okay, Robin Leonard played pretty darn well for you in a very tough spot in game four. Why didn't you stick with him one more time before going right back to Marc-Andre Fleury? So I think that that question is going to need to be answered. Now Vegas Golden Knights absolutely up against it. They People thought this was going to be a cakewalk. Minus $5, take back on Montreal was $4 for the series. And now Montreal just one win away from getting to a Stanley Cup final. I thought this was pretty ugly if you're a VGK backer and another brilliant performance from Montreal. And you talk about Coach DeBoer, uh, you know, the Knights and Coach DeBoer just can't seem to figure out how to crack that Canadian's defense. And you talked about the offense not creating enough chances they just seem incapable of doing it they're trying you know their best i believe but they they can't come up with a strategy and the canadians and what's interesting when you watch that game five last night Vegas is down there with, you know, four or five of their players all pushing on net, really trying to create Mm -hmm. those chances. 
Montreal stiffens up on defense. They just clog everything up. Of course, Price doing what he does. They spit a puck out. They race after it. And it's almost like a fast break situation that Vegas has no defense for. And it seems like, by and large, that's kind of what's happening in this series. And Coach DeBoer and the Knights, their offense, they just can't get through this defense. Montreal doing a fantastic job. And on the offensive standpoint for VGK, the power play now oh, 0 of 13. Unplugged. The power play got booed off the ice, actually, at the Fortress. Yes. That was the loudest reaction there all night because I was hearing comments and texting with a couple friends that were at the game. He's like, this place sounds like like kind of like a morgue. Like, there's no energy here from this crowd. This is game five of essentially the conference finals, even though it's not really a Western or Eastern conference final type of thing this year. But that's the game. It's like, this is a big game, and the place was just quiet. Well, the team hasn't given the crowd a reason to make noise. When you're 0 of 13 on the power play, 0 of 2 last night, and the fact you said power play unplugged, booed off the ice last night at the T-Mobile Arena. So now have to go on the road to the the Bell Center to go ahead and try to stay in this series. VGK finally an underdog to win this series at plus 155. Montreal is the favorite now to take the best of seven at minus 190. We'll discuss this a little further. Vegas is favored in game six. Next up, it's Steve Mackinnon with a celebratory issue of Points Red Weekly when we return on the Lombardi Line. NBA playoffs are here and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops and sights. Our experts and the entire VSIN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for a 10-day free trial at vsin.com slash subscribe. Steve Mackinnon now joins us. He is the editor of Point Spread Weekly, VEASAN's online digital publication, which will slide into your inbox here shortly and every Wednesday. And Steve, this is the 200th edition. Congratulations, I understand, are in order, my friend. The 200th edition of Point Spread Weekly. Uh, yes, it is, Brady uh, West. Uh, this is uh, very exciting. Uh, I love these benchmark issues. Uh, I talk about how much the publication has grown since day one and, and the idea that initially was as to what it is now. It's uh, uh, very exciting to look back at uh, everything we've gone through to get to this point. Well, great stuff. Uh, it was a good article there, too. Uh, you kind of told the story of how this publication came to fruition. Uh, Brett Musburger coming up with the title on a cocktail napkin. So good stuff, everybody. I encourage you to check that out. Steve, I saw that you released your updated NASCAR simulation over the weekend. Of course, you have NASCAR simulations uh, each and every week in Point Spread Weekly during the Cup Series. And you correctly landed on Kyle Larson to win down in Nashville. That's his third win in a 
row. He hasn't fin- finished worse than second since May 2nd, and he uh, takes it to the winner's circle on Sunday in the Ally 400 in Nashville, my friend. Good choice there. The simulation worked. Yeah, that was a pretty strong simulation. Uh, the entire top four, uh, although they were randomly uh, in, in different spots, were, were top four finishers. So uh, I, I had a feeling about Nashville uh, being a very similar track to Dover, which is usually a very, I don't want to call it an easy track to, uh, to simulate, but I had a good feeling about Nashville, and it uh, certainly came to fruition. And uh, and actually, you could really say four wins in a row. You All Star race, not official, but Kyle Larson did win the All Star race, also down there at Texas. So now we go to the uh, the tricky triangle here at Pocono in Long Pond, Pennsylvania. First of two races, I believe, here at Pocono, and. You know, the usual suspects, Steve, in terms of guys that win the races over here over the years, Denny Hamlin has always been very good here, but tough to get in front of Kyle Larson right now. That 14-1 to on the championship, I know the points situation at the end of the season can be tricky, but he got to be absolutely the favorite right now. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports sort on a roll. I, However, for, for Saturday and Sunday, I'm actually going to go out on, on a limb here and say – that uh, Kyle Larson does not make it to victory lane in either of the two races. This has not been a, a great track for Hendrick of late. This is the first time, uh, typically at a Pocono, you, they had been prepared for a race, maybe like a Indianapolis or the similar. but this mm-hmm. is the first time going to this flat, big speedway like this. So uh, the guys who have been the best here have been very consistent, have been Kevin Harvick, Danny Hamlin, uh, Kyle Busch, those uh, the two of the, the Harvick and Hamlin are desperate for wins at this point. So I, last year they flip flopped in the double header, one 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 day, one one the next. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see both of those guys in contention. As I said, they're desperate for a win. Now, Steve, you have a simulation in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly, of course, on Wednesday, and then you usually send another one out. It's up on VEASAN.com. You typically tweet it out on Twitter as well. Is that like Saturday afternoon-ish? When does that usually come out? Actually, I saw the lineup was uh, released this morning, so uh, I'm going to try and get at it uh, early this afternoon, and uh, hopefully it'll give uh, people some time to digest it before Saturday's race, and then it's going to be a quick turnaround to Sunday, they invert the top 20 finishers as far as the starting spots for Sunday. So I'll make sure I get that out in time as well. You also have an article in this week's issue of Point Spread Weekly talking about college football, and you make a number of great statistical observations about returning starters, returning quarterbacks, returning head coaches, and how this affects season win totals and performance against the spread versus what a particular team may have done in the season prior. Were there any glaring teams in your study here that appear to be real bet on or bet against football teams coming up in college football this next season? Okay, this is an interesting perspective, and I don't know how many people share this perspective with me. Uh, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a season where uh, you're going to find the answer to the age-old question whether experience or raw talent wins out. Uh, obviously, a lot of these teams, the, if you look at some of the top teams in the country, they lost a lot of talent this year to the NFL draft. A lot of the tier two teams get to keep those players who didn't qualify for the NFL draft and they get that extra year of eligibility. So there's going to be, you're going to have a situation where you got fifth year type of seniors or fourth year players going against guys playing in their first action in college football. And I think that could close the gap on the top and the bottom of it. 
Now, if you look at some of the systems that I uh, deliver in this week's article here, you'll see some of them go against teams like Alabama, Florida. Uh, Tennessee is a popular one, but they're, they're not obviously at that level. But both Alabama and Florida lose their quarterbacks and are very inexperienced this year compared to the rest of the country. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I'm not going to say Alabama or Florida are going to fall off a cliff, but they could be good play against teams against the spread. Steve, got about a minute left here. And Matt Newmans and I yesterday on My Guys right here on Beeson, we talked about the home and away splits. That's something that better sometimes ignore a little bit. One that really jumped out yesterday was Blake Snell at home against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the Padres were underdogs at home, got up to about plus 115. Padres, no problem beating the Dodgers. Snell's been a much better pitcher than he has at home than on the road. But you came up with some kind of some team trends this week in terms of of some of these things that you're looking at. Do you look more at the team trends or do you kind of combine it a little bit with like the home and away splits for like the pitchers and whatnot? Well, if you see over my last three weeks of articles, I kind of canvas all of it or I try to. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's a lot to consider every day, but like for this weekend, you get a or the, yeah, this coming weekend series, St. Louis and Pittsburgh. St. Louis has taken nine in a row from Pittsburgh. Uh, they got 14 games left this season, starting with four this weekend. Uh, St. Louis could get back in the uh, NL Central race here with a uh, with a good success in those 14 games. All right, Mr. Mackinnon, congrats again. Go celebrate issue number 200, but uh, you don't get to celebrate for too long. Number 201's due next week. <laughs> That's the funny thing about this, Brady. Just keep on going. All right, buddy. Take care, and thanks again as always. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, Steve. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Thanks, Steve. All right. That is Steve Mackinnon, the editor of Point Spread Weekly. Great issue this week. Matt Humans and Dave Tooley talking about football contests. It's not that far away. Signing up for football contests coming around the corner in Las Vegas. We're going to talk Stanley Cup playoffs headed to New York when we come back right here on the Lombardi Line on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. of Tom Brady Stole the Show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Try a one-game parlay at BetMGM. One-game parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 100 for excuse me for over 400 bet types. You can make one-game parlay bets on the Stanley Cup playoffs, baseball, and your favorite soccer leagues. Log on to your BetMGM account and create the parlay of your dreams. Or sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600 with the bonus code VSIN600. It's a new customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. In Tennessee, 800-889- excuse me, 800-889-9789. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Game 6 on the ice tonight in Long Island as the Tampa Bay Lightning lead the series three games to two over the New York Islanders. This will go at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for your puck drop at the Nassau Coliseum. Series price now has the Tampa Bay Lightning as minus 750 favorites. New York on the take back is 5-1 to one to win this best of seven. Now game six so far, West Tampa Bay has seen the money. They opened up as minus 145 favorites and really kind of a mixed bag of prices across the screen here, but up to minus 155 at BetMGM. I've seen as high as minus 160. Five is your total, and it is shaded to the over at minus 130. I will go to what Randy McKay, pro sports better. He was in studio with Matt and I yesterday on My Guys, and he had a really great line here. Fear creates value. Mm -hmm. And 
that's really what you see here, I think, a little bit with the New York Islanders, the fact that they got licked eight to nothing. And you've had Tampa Bay win two games in a row two different ways. They kind of played the Islanders game, won two to one in a game where they got a little bit outplayed, kind of stole one, even though they had the lead most of the game. You could tell that they were getting outplayed a little bit. Nevertheless, they hung on. And then it was kind of a matter of time of, okay, when is Tampa Bay's offense going to really get going? We know how explosive they are with with uh, Stamkos and Kucherov, Palat, Point. They've all been producing really here all throughout the playoffs, and they finally got going eight to nothing. So it's like, how do you back a team that just got beat eight to nothing with this attack on fire? And the top line has been absolutely tremendous for the Tampa Bay Lightning. The power play has been very good. The Islanders have kind of kept it at bay but gave up three of six last time out in game five. So it's really tough to go on the Islanders. But like Randy McKay says, I think fear creates value. And I did take the Islanders here at plus 135. Because if you take that last result out, Brady, this has been very even. And the Islanders, I think, have really been kind of step for step with these guys with the high danger chances are equal on both sides. Tampa Bay, it's really a dead heat. Tampa Bay, small edge and expected goals, 50.89% of the share out of 100%. So a lot of those numbers get a little bit inflated basically by what we see out of Tampa Bay. So uh, I think that the value is going to be with the Islanders here. And we talked about that with Lou Finicaro yesterday. It's kind of like, okay, well, the Islanders are going to get some support here based on the fact that their backs are against the wall. This is an elimination game for the guys from Long Island. So 135, I think this is the number you want to take. I do think that this is going to drop a little bit, and this is going to be 125 to 130 at the, the time of puck drop tonight. But you also could take the approach if you want to take the series line at $5 on the New York Islanders. Barry Trotz has pulled this off before. Did it a couple times in Washington being down 3-2. to two. So I, I'm not going to get involved necessarily in the series. I'm just going to go actually on game six tonight, and I like the Islanders. Yeah, you mentioned Lou Finicaro. He uh, threw out the under on the Montreal-Vegas Golden Knights game on Tuesday night, and that was a hard luck push in that one. He also mentioned that he liked the under here for game six in New York, and we'll talk to Lou a little bit later in the program and see if he has any updated opinions or more information on this game. But it, it ties into exactly what you're talking about in Randy McKay. If you're going to be backing the Islanders in this situation, I think you're also a fan of the under. Yeah, no, no question about it. I think that they still, even though they got beat at their own game last time, they still have to, I think, you, you know, play that style. I don't think that they want to go up and down with these guys. Obviously, it got out of hand last time out in game five with an 8 nothing win. Tampa Bay now playing, I believe, at 78% capacity down there at the Amelie Arena. But now going to Long Island, we know the Islanders, in terms of the regular season, had the best regular season record of any team in the National Hockey League. So, got to think that that home ice advantage is going to actually play a little bit of a factor. I know sometimes we overrate that a little bit but on the Islanders side look we didn't see a home ice advantage last night for the Vegas Golden no. Knights that crowd even though it was full was absolutely silent so it's not just having the mass of people it's if they're really engaged in the game and you've seen every game in on Long Island these fans have been engaged so Islanders plus 135 in game six for me 
the odds to win the Stanley Cup updated numbers after Game 5 here in Las Vegas last night. The Golden Knights now plus 350 to win the Stanley Cup. The Lightning now over onto the minus side of the ledger. Minus 115 to hoist the Cup. The Islanders at 14 to 1. That's quite a number there on the New York Islanders who could force a Game 7 with a victory tonight. And then the Canadiens at plus 325. Wes, let's uh, talk a little PGA Tour fresh off the, the third major championship of the season. John Rahm, of course, your U.S. Open winner at Torrey Pines. They will move to the other side of the country for the Travelers Championship in Cromwell, Connecticut. And uh, more than 50 of those players that played in the U.S. Open have made a trip across the country to tee it up here at the Travelers. Now, this will be a very different event. Obviously, U.S. Open is a grind. You're trying to make par after par, fairways and greens. This is going to be much more of a birdie fest here. You're probably going to see a winning score in the neighborhood of 18, 19. Who knows? Maybe it'll be lower or big, bigger than 20 under par for the winner this week. Dustin Johnson is your defending champion. And, and I think one of the storylines here, West Johnson, of course, sharing favoritism there with Bryson DeChambeau. And I think uh, a storyline is DeChambeau. We, we saw how he played his final nine holes at Torrey Pines last Sunday. He was leading the U.S. Open. He was ready to defend his title there at Torrey Pines. And then it all went sideways. He shot 44 on the back nine. Now, he's had great success at this course. He's had great success at Pete Dye Designs. He has been made the favorite. He's anywhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 14 to 1. And, you know, we talk again, we talked about this with how are the Clippers and the Suns going to bounce back after that really weird finish in game two in Phoenix? How does Bryson DeChambeau respond after that final round in the U.S. Open? Yeah, he does have three straight top tens here on this course. And and I think probably the rightful favorite. I was able to land on DJ last year, but at a much bigger price. He was 30 to one. He had drifted up that much. It's almost absurd that we saw 30 to one on Dustin Johnson last year, but we sure did for the Travelers and he did get home. So not going to go with DJ half at less than half the price here because of the fact that he's basically got one top 10 since February. That was two weeks ago at the Palmetto Championship. So I did skirt the favorites a little bit uh, this week and went down the board. By the way, par 70, 6,800 yards and change. It is the second shortest course on the PGA Tour behind Pebble Beach. So, <clears throat> you know, you really look. Bombers have won here like DJ, even though he hit mostly hybrids and three woods off the tee last year. Bubba Watson, a longer hitter, but you've seen the Ken Dukes win here. You've seen the Ches Reeves win here. I think two years ago, Ches Reeves averaged 279 off the tee and won here. Jordan Spieth. Kevin uh, Streelman. Kevin Streelman, yes. So you see some kind of intermediate shorter hitters win here. So it really doesn't favor anybody. So I went a little bit down the board uh, in terms of who my top choice this week is, the quote-unquote answer is Abraham. <laughs> it is Abraham answer at 30 to one. He just stood out to me in terms of all the statistics I looked at in terms of approach strokes gained on par fours, 450 or 400 to 450 yards. And I believe there's eight of those holes on this course from that length. So Abraham answer. I like the proximity gained as well as the ball striking. So he is somebody I landed on Joaquin Neiman. I don't have stats really to back it up. That just seemed kind of like a good spot. And sometimes you got to play hunches and I have a hunch. He's going to play well here. Well, he's done well before finished fifth before. And, and you know, we talked about this Wes and I think Abraham answer absolutely checks a lot of boxes this week. And, and you mentioned that, you know, long hitters and shorter hitters have both had success here. I think this is going 
going to come down to, you know, 150, 175 yards in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 under par that wins this thing, ultimately this is going to be an approach shot and putting contest golf course. And I think those are the types of guys that you and I have both landed on this week. Every guy on my card for in the outright market is a great putter. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I think that there's a little bit of value down the board. And also, you know, sometimes guys, when they come off a major, they don't play well, there's a hangover. But that's not necessarily a broad brush or a blanket statement for everybody. So don't necessarily ignore if a guy played well last week that he's not going to carry it over from week to week. And look, uh, I've seen some guys I did not go that route, which means he'll probably win. But I've seen some guys that kind of like Tony Finau. He's kind of drifting mm-hmm. up because we're seeing Brian Harmon and Kevin Streelman. Oh. And sometimes that's what you got to do. You got to look at the market in in terms of the prices and that's what i did with dj when he drifted up that much this year tony now bad performance at tory pine so everybody's kind of dismissing him but seeing brian Harmon and kevin streelman price shorter than tony Finau, i thought was a little much it's kind of like the u.s open last week tony Finau at some markets was priced lower than rory mcelroy <laughs> you don't see that so you know you can play a little bit you know, you want to look at the stats. You want to look at the recent form and the course form, horses for courses. You also want to look at the market as well and see these overreactions. And that's where you can find winners on the outright market and then the top tens and whatnot is go ahead and play against that drift that you often see. I think you also need to try and figure out how a certain player is going to respond. Like Bryson DeChambeau, I think he is determined to bounce back. I think he'll be fine. Mackenzie Hughes in that final pairing on Sunday. How's he going to respond? Right. You know, is that is that going to derail him for a month? You could uh, apply you know, that to Russell, Russell Henley, Henley as well, right. yes. So I think you need to figure out the mindset of some of these guys, how a bad round or a disappointment affects them. That is one hour in the books. We'll come back and talk some baseball in hour number two, and Lou Finicaro will join us as well. Stick with us at VSIN. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.